it made me realize that I haven't really, I don't know that I've had a real discussion with my family about what I think protecting them looks like, right? And, and what the circumstances are where this thing is warranted versus that thing and another thing. So I guess let's, have either of you had an experience where like it was a real situation where protection was required? I'm not talking about feelings getting hurt, but right. like there was a threat. Have, have you ever had to deal with with that? Because I think those types of things shape how you see the next event. Right. If you actually had to deal with something that's that could have been um, you know, traumatic. But have, has your family ever been in danger? And you had to react. Oh, yeah, man. We had a, we had a situation yesterday. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and, more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now... Here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. All righty. Welcome to the Dear Son Show. The look is different. The feel is different. The energy is definitely different. But the guests on tonight's show, they're not new. They are alumni of the Dear Son podcast, more affectionately known today as the Dear Son Show. Got my guy, Ambulon Elliott. Welcome back to the show, my brother. How are you? Thanks so much for having me, my guy. I'm Absolutely wonderful. He's so reserved right now. He's going to turn up in a minute. My <laughs> other guy, another crowd favorite, Mr. James Johnson, man. What's good, my brother? Everything How are you? good. Very happy to be here. Absolutely. Everything good. Everything good. Absolutely. Get some people that believe in your vision and return the favor by believing in their vision and their vision as well. So uh, I am excited about this, where this is going. So just give me a moment if you see me taking it all in throughout this show. But um. We're going to stay on topic, right? I, I don't typically do trending topics because a lot of times they, they, they don't hold much value to me. But the events of this week of the Oscars won't rehash exactly what happens. I know everybody understands based on the reference, but I wanted to tap in with my guys to kind of get some perspective on like what's too far. Like what is protecting your family look like? We all have families, uh, various stages, various uh, blends of a family. Um, I think you guys know my story. I got five kids, one wife. <laughs> super, super proud of that. Super proud of that. Not looking for any additional wives or anything like that. Yeah. But just, um, you know, I had an emotional reaction to the event. And I'm just going to keep calling it the event. Right, right, even, right. You can search, right. search your feed and find out exactly what we're talking about from the Oscars. But it, it, it made me think about, like, what is really too far? I had an immediate feeling. And now some time has passed and I'm glad that we're recording this after some time has passed. But but like, what is it, Jay, what does it look like for you to protect your family, man? What, what does your family mean to you? Let's kind of kind of frame it out first. And Without sounding cliche, man, my family is, is everything. Like literally everything I do on a day to day basis has something to do with my family or the advancement or the protection of my family. I, I, if you go to work, a lot of people, most people you talk to your daily work, you're not in love with it. Typically, you know, you're working towards doing something you love, but obviously you're doing something to make sure that your family is provided for. You can do without all day, your sacrifice, but ultimately, what does my family need, you know, from me? What is my role 
in my household. So me personally, with that being said, the line, uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me this week is a lot of people use this event to find out where their line actually existed. You, you need to know that prior to that, going into that. That way, when something like that does happen, you're not trying to create the line. You're not trying to create the reaction. It's like, this has already crossed my line that I set for me and my family. And once you step across that line, whatever I deem necessary to make my family feel better about it, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, so that's a great point is, is understanding what your value system is and, and making sure your family understands that too. How, how was it for you in terms of when you heard or saw the footage, where did it, it immediately take your mind as it relates to your family, protecting your family, things of that, that, that nature, Evelyn? Well, um, I instantly thought of myself, instantly, uh, because I've had a lot of growth over the last year. And uh, as we spoke earlier today, he's like, how you feeling, man? I feel good in my own skin. So, so many individuals are wanting to give their families 100%, but they're not at 100% yet in that. So what they're considering protect as protection for their family really isn't protect, is protection. If I should be okay with myself enough to where I can evaluate every situation from a standpoint that no matter what you do, it's not going to bother me. I have them covered enough where I'm constantly evolving in what I have going on to know what they're, because protection today and in this situation isn't the same as protection tomorrow in another situation. Me yeah. dealing with, me dealing with, um, how I'm gonna deal with you based off how you deal with my wife yeah. is a whole lot different from how I'm gonna deal with you based off how you dealing with my children. See, that's the thing, well, so that's the thing for me is like, it's, it's all fun and games with me, right? I, I, can, I can take it, we can address each other as men, we can talk about stuff. When you bring my wife and my family into it, um, you know, when I didn't invite them and there's no reason to, right. That, right. that's always been a challenge for me. Now, I've never been placed, you know, been in a position where I'm in front of the world and the world is watching me react to do anything. But I immediately thought of, you know, something I posted, I was like, comedy, um, comedy is freedom, but funny is relative. So I think comedians, if anybody has the right to say what they want to say, I don't have to like it and you don't have to like my reaction. Right. That's not saying that my reaction is warranted. Right. I'm prepared to deal with what comes with that reaction but I, I just found it very interesting how the world, and it's common, right? We, we, we have this Monday morning quarterback ability Man. to judge everything that happens Man. under a microscope. Right. But uh, again, not to go too far down uh, to like to rehash that, but it, it, it made me realize that I haven't really, I don't know that I've had a real discussion with my family about what I think protecting them looks like, right? And, and what the circumstances are where this thing is warranted versus that thing and another thing. So I guess let's have either of you had an experience where like it was a real situation where protection was required. I'm not talking about feelings getting hurt, but right. like there was a threat. Have you ever had to deal with with that? Because I think those types of things shape how you see the next event. Right. If you actually had to deal with something that's that could have been um, you know traumatic, but. Had, had your family ever been in danger and you had to react? Oh yeah, man, we had a, we had a situation yesterday. Oh, this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't nothing new. Man, we, so me and my wife, we gonna, we gonna get us something to eat. We got this thing that we do, you know, on Thursdays, we go to a certain place. But they had a new individual that was working in there this day. And 
he come out and he asked her what she wanted uh, for a plate. She told him. Then he asked me, and I replied. He looked straight at her. Then he asked me again. I replied. He looked straight at her. He asked me that third time. I don't even want it anymore. Just go ahead and get her thing together, and we're gonna get up out of here. Just ignoring you, right? So at this point in time, now you huffing and puffing his chest out in the whole nine yard. You can huff and puff at me, but you, you. Oh, you he was trying to bring her into the. Puff at her because you keep looking at her. Yeah. But you putting the energy towards me. So what's what's what? Protection at that moment was realizing, who got more to lose here? Us. So you know what I was. This guy. I, I was. I was a little. I was wondering where you were going with it, but I like how you brought that home because that makes sense, right? You got to evaluate the situation for what the situation calls for. Most definitely. So that makes a lot of sense. So you handled that. That's why I don't want it no more. I don't even want it. Yeah. Gotcha. Just hurry up and give me what she got, so I can get out of here. Yeah. Protection is also knowing. Uh, if you would have caught me four or five years ago and they'd have been like, are you scared? Now I got to prove myself right. based off the look she's giving me. Given the growth that I have and me feeling good in my own skin, you scared? Yes. Because I can't play this event out fully. I can only think as far as to what happens if he makes the wrong move. I can't tell you what happens after that. And if I can't think the thought through fully, I'm scared. It's dangerous for me. Yeah, so how, about, how about you? Uh, it's funny you bring that up because um, my oldest son in my house right now is 16. He's, uh, he'll be 16 next month, but still. Yeah, he claim, they'll be claiming it 16, early. right. <laughs> so him, and he, asks, he has a cousin there that's 16 as well. So I'm dealing with a tandem of these, these teenage boys, males, you understand? So I constantly, constantly talk to them. I pull them to the side because I have two younger sons. So I, and I tell them these conversations don't really relate to them yet. They're not going to grasp it. I can go a little deeper with y'all. You understand? So there's almost a script in place in my household. Should this happen? Should this take place? You find yourself in this situation. This is how you react. This is how you respond. Police, uh, your principal at your school, a teacher approach you a certain kind of way and they're talking aggressive towards you because you're a child. They're going to try to push your buttons because they feel like you don't have adult representation in place. I can manipulate you into admitting to whatever you got going on. Your parents not here. I can get you on record saying you did it. And now, even if you did not do it because they found a way to make you say on record that you did. Now, the, the real challenge is reversing that, that decision. So now bring that full circle again, having something in place before it's time to have that thing in place. That way, you know where the line is drawn. Uh, back in October, my my son and his cousin, they out at uh, a local venue. I'm not going to, you know, bash the spot. They're at a local venue, a uh, couple of their male friends, and come to find out, I guess a group of female friends from the school met them there as well. So they hanging out, and one of the parents made an accusation towards this group of kids. She went to the management, made the accusation. They came. They didn't investigate. They immediately believed what was said to them, wow. grabbed all the kids, talked to them, vulgar, threw them in a bunch of rooms. They took all of the males and they put one male in each room at this facility and separated them and called the police. So now the police arrived. They called my household. So now it's time to go into action. They're accusing these children of being inappropriate in front of everybody at this public place. Didn't investigate, didn't talk, didn't check the tape, didn't get the kids out of the story. I get it. 
but you're treating them as though they just pulled a weapon out or they just stole something or they violated. This woman at this place said these kids were being inappropriate. You pulled them in a room and called the police and now you're trying to interrogate. Thankfully, the police that arrived, they de-escalated. They were like, come on, this, this is excessive for what you're saying took place. So by the time my wife gets there, cause I'm out of town at the time. So when my wife gets there and she find out what's going on and she go to talk to the manager, the whole story changes now. Well, I didn't see them do anything, but someone said that they were doing X, Y, Z. And so now when I talk to my son, the first thing I asked him, what happened? Give me your version of what, what took place. Cause they, I'm on the phone. The lady came in the room yelling and screaming at us. You know what you did, say what you did. We're lost, we don't know what she's talking about. Hey, call my parents. That's what I tell them. No matter what, no matter what they say, no matter what they do, hey, I don't know, call my parents. Call my parents. Don't ever stop saying that until your parents show up. And they did that. And thankfully it worked out. We didn't wait till that happened to put that in place. That's already in place in my house. So that, I mean, that's a really interesting uh, example because society wants to tell us that, um, that those narratives aren't true. And the fact that you have prepared the boys for the narrative yeah, before they were a victim of the narrative, because exactly what happens is uh, exactly what happens. I think I think that's brilliant. And I don't know that I, I haven't discussed that with my sons to that degree. We've had the conversations about it's different for you when you walk out of the house. But that actual preparation for these are the things that that are coming and you need to be prepared for, I think is I think is critical. But, but where did you get how did you get there? Like, was that something that was my background, my background? And I was I was a athlete in school, in high school, and I lived in a, a questionable neighborhood. And I kid you not, man, I'm ooh wee, I'm probably 16 years old and a guy in the neighborhood had a flashy car and he saw me coming home because, again, we didn't have a vehicle. So. I'm catching rides from football practice, et cetera, et cetera. So he see me get off on the block and I'm headed up the street off the city bus, you understand? So he, man, come on, get in. Neighborhood, I know him. So I get in the car with him. He literally pulls in front of my, my house and the police pull up behind us. It's dark, you know what I mean? It's, you know, fall, so it's 6 p.m., but it's pitch black dark. The cops roll up, throw the lights on. We're in front of my house. We get out of the house. I go up the steps to my porch. They jump out. They draw guns on me and everything. Come on back down. Come on back down. So I'm like, what happened? What's going on? So the guy that's driving the car, he older. He's an adult. He's like, hey, man, just, just do what they say. Come on down. So I come back down. They put the guy in handcuffs. They put me in handcuffs, and they put us in the back of the car. Y'all feel the description of somebody that said a robbery took place. Da, 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 da. I kid you not. So we sitting in the back of the car with handcuffs. I'm 16 years old. I never been to jail in my life to this day, thank God. But I'm sitting in the back of this car in handcuffs. And then, so now my uncle, who's a reverend, he comes outside, asks what's going on. They open the door and let me out. We checked out his story, check out. I never gave you a story. I just told you, I just came home from football practice. You didn't call the school and see if I was at football practice. So because I know these things happen like this, I told my kids, listen, this is possible. Don't say a word. Tell them to get your parents in front of you immediately. Because by law, they have to get 
your parent in front of you. But if you don't know that, you're trying to talk your way out of something. You're a young black male. You're taught to think on your feet. Now's not the time. Call your dad. I'm on the way. So how, how, do, we, how do we balance that with also defend yourself? So in those cases, there was a, you know, a clear incidence where there was an authority or an authoritative figure that was taking action, in your case, the actual police. So using your hands in, in those instances gets a little, gets right. a little dicey, right? right. Get you dead pretty much. But how do we, like that's something I struggle with with my kids is like they don't, it's not that they have to live in an environment where they walk outside and they might get in a fight. But right. they walk outside, they might get in a fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the expectation, right. but how, you know, it's, I've seen so many narratives again about the incident is, you know, we, we talk through things, we, we, don't, we don't have to use our hands. Like what, what, what crosses the line for you that will potentially push you to that point. And we're not gonna talk in terms of definitives and, and uh, express any, any, no expression of guilt <laughs> or, <laughs> or any raw doings on this show. But, but I had to think about it because it's like Push one of those things. Yeah, being physical? Physical, yeah. It's one of those things where, again, Monday morning quarterbacking, even without the scenario, I know I've had thoughts where if, well, I mean, if it go left, like this is, Listen, this is how I, it's going to happen. Last. I'm going to let I'm <laughs> Yeah, gonna... but like, do you, if part, part of you, <laughs> yeah, especially you, <laughs> because you're maturing, like that's your thing and I get it. And that's a beautiful thing. But it's, it's still it's, in there. It's, it's, there's still a line. It's still in there. I ain't going to even lie. See, I, I like how you were, were, how you were brought up. I came up in Louisiana too, man. It was a little different. Get out of line if you want to. I'm about to beat the drop. It, it was like that. That was my mindset because, yes, I had other individuals who tried to nurture me in a different way, but my dad had a very simple response to anything where you feel like you're in danger. Whoop until I get there. Yeah. And that was, that was his response to everything. As long as you can make it to me, I'll take care of the rest. But whatever it takes for you to make it to me, is what needs and has to take place. So um, I took that same ideology all the way up to probably about a year ago. <laughs> you got out of line with me. I hope you know how to duck real quick. <laughs> so here, here's the interesting. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm I just kind of piggybacking on that. Um, it's, it's, it's getting more definitive for me now. There was a, absolutely, there was an era of, everything was a set off and that's your ticking time bomb. You know what I mean? So that's what I like to hear you say, you, you progress past it and I can relate to that. Cause I had to, you know, like I said, I my, my upbringing was the environment. It was, ain't no fight or flight. It's fight or die almost, you know, at least you convince yourself of that. So now as an adult, you have to seriously violate me and my family to push me to the physicality because my wife, laugh. we joke about it all the time. Now we'll go somewhere. If she buys something online and we have to go pick it up, I'll reach for the door to get out to go to the door. She was like, hold on, big black man. <laughs> You're not going to the door. <laughs> so, you know, that's already an issue. So if I get physical with somebody, oh, he was trying to kill me immediately. They were immediately going to go to that. So now I'm trying to prove, which again, now you're trying to prove your intent and your thought process. We have to overly prove that we were defending ourselves. Cause us as a race, in my opinion, we always taught to look the other way. Yeah, so you, that, that's an interesting pivot in the conversation. I was gonna add something else, but because you said, you, you, hold on big black man, and that was a joke between your wife. I've actually had that expressed to me in the corporate setting. Like, because I don't walk around smiling and jovial all the time. Yes. 
it was it was a factor in me getting selected for a position. At least one person's input. It was like, you know, Derek, you, you're already a big you're already the big guy. They kind of caught themselves. And p- part of me, like the realization I'm coming to now is I've let a lot of stuff slide in corporate trying to be corporate. And then it's like now is there a switch like all right. these things are built up. So uh, and that's that's, you know, that that's that's really not an analogy. That was my experience. But how do you how have you managed through the buildup of those those microaggressions of those things we let slide? It, it's I, I don't know. Things can slide indefinitely for me. Right. And, and I'm no I'm no gangster. I'm no tough guy. Right. And most of the time, the tough guys are getting written about by the right. cowards because they die. You know, the, the, the heroes always die. Um, but like, how do you how do you how do you manage that? Because, again, we always for me in corporate, it was play small, shrink down because yeah. you're because you're physically a, a bigger guy. You're black. And, you know, you, like the jokes aren't always funny to me. And right. like I'm trying to right. there's this whole thing about fitting in. And, and at the time, I thought I was doing it for my family, right? So, so we can advance, we can have this better life. But it was eating away at me to where now I'm like, who? Like, who? You adapt, that might, you yeah, adapt, you adapt yeah. until now you look up and you don't recognize yourself. And it becomes you your identity, I mean? exactly. So now you're like, you're so far removed from who you are exactly. that you're no longer who you are. Right. You and then the I mean? minute that you get back to that, now you're looking like a complete deviation from, from the years of the standard that you said. That's my fault, right? And now can you sleep with yourself? You understand? Story of my life, right? That's all right. the podcast. A, it's, a fi- it's a fine line between it's your masculine nature to want to. I got this. Get back here. What's helped me get to this point is I have to remember to make it a cognitive thing at every point, every Training, process. It, it has to be because um, not trying to make it a racial thing, but most black men suffer from PTSD. And in the process of PTSD, the habits and the activities that we should have in us as muscle memory to bring us back to the point of reality and the point of this moment, those things aren't necessarily in us. So we have to cognitively train on a everyday basis to remember what this is. You, You normally see me with my beads on and something something my aunt taught me uh, when i'm in a moment and i'm thinking negative thoughts or i feel myself going to react or i know that this is a situation that i could possibly react you'll see me switching my beads up from one arm to the next reminding me i'm in this moment i'm not in that moment from before when i had to fight i'm not in that moment coming up when i may have to fight i'm in this very moment where i can control everything behind my hand so with all of that, with all of this new learned behavior, the new higher selves that we are, do you ever feel a disconnect or do you ever, let's be real, do you ever feel like a suck in how you're raising your son with these, with these principles? Oh, yeah. Right? What, and, and I'm saying that because I know that resonates, right? That's how I felt. So I'm not projecting that you are right. suckers. Right, right, I'm right. saying I felt like that, right? And everybody may not agree with that. And that's not the point, right? But have you, have you ever had to negotiate with yourself about how you, how you are with your boys, uh, absolutely, you know, most, yeah, most absolutely. What, what does that look like? Uh, it's, for me, I, I know me personally. It's a matter of um, I have to check down anyway because I'm naturally, I'm naturally too much for a lot of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. My personality, my my temper, my temper 
has frightened me in the past to where I don't even visit that thing. You know what I mean? People are like, man, you always, I kid you not, even in our professional paths that we travel in right now, every person we meet, every client, every vendor, everybody's like, I've never seen this guy not smiling. And, and again, I have all these inside jokes to myself. It's kind of like the David Banner thing. Like, you don't want to see me angry. Let's not do that. Like, it's, it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? Because, and I've watched my dad and my uncles and my brothers and my grandfather. And it's a matter of when the switch on, I've heard every one of them, including myself, say, I turn the switch off. When it's on, it's on. I have to do everything in my power to keep that switch off. When it's on, it's on. So the walk away, the laugh, the, man, we'll talk about this tomorrow. You know, I have to do that because if I engage now, I'm such a passionate person about something that I really care about. It's going to fire up. So now with my kids, again, my dad pulled me to the side because I've been through little bouts with raising my sons like, man, why don't you get it? Listen, da, 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 da. and my dad pulled me to the side like, listen, hey, relax. He was like, you're a big dude and you're aggressive. You're naturally aggressive. Yeah. He said, we know you joke and play a lot. He was like, but sometimes your tone and your demeanor and your facial expressions will cut a person up. He's like, so these are kids. He was like, you don't ever want to, and it's a Louisiana term, don't curry your kids out. Don't cower them down. Mm. Don't put fear into your child of you as their parent. So even though something anger you, if you have to walk away before you come back and talk to them about it, do that because now your kid going to second guess everything they do. Because now I'm about to make an informed decision. I, my dad taught me to do this, but I'm so scared to make a mistake. I'm looking at him and I'm shaking. You can even see kids in sports do that. They're about to take a shot and they're looking over to the sideline at the parent. Relax, get off your kid back, give it to him, and stand back and wait for him to make the mistake. And then you lightly correct it afterwards. Don't beat them down. Don't whoop your kid to death with words. I don't even mean physical. You can whoop your kid to death with words. Ease up. Because the worst thing you can instill in a child is be afraid to make a mistake. That's where the learning experience come in at. So I had to learn to relax my expectation of my kids. You want your kid to be 16 years old when they're seven. Come on, son, you can get this. Do this. Focus, focus. Relax. It's coming. And I think that's why grandparents, we call them, you know, they so soft. Oh, you soft. You weak. You was killing me. They've learned. They watched you. I was worried about my son, but my son turned out so great. It'll come easy. So I think they got that lesson and they're trying to give it to us, but we don't receive it. Relax. Right. So, yeah. So your, your son is younger. Um, we have sons about the same age. I also have an older son. So your, your first time going down this path, what are some of the things that you've had to catch yourself or negotiate with yourself in terms of raising your son? Not to be too tough, not to be too soft. Or are those even conversations? How, how, do, you, how do you approach those So. I think the very first thing was I was on a mission. I was on a mission so much not to be my dad. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do, I'm going to do what my dad did to the point to where I had to stop and realize a lot of what he showed me was what was needed. Right. And, right. It, and it had to happen. I was a smaller kid growing up. Um, I remember getting picked on and getting bullied until Bob's looked at me and said, hey, look, we're going to deal with this all day. Put shoes on. Okay, put my shoes on. I can go right down the street, knock on the door. 
Bring your son on out of there. And I'm looking around like, what's what happening? What's about to happen? You talking about me? What are we about to do? <laughs> to throw me in the water? Man, look, he say, yo, the brother's standing back there. Both of them. You gonna fight him? You gonna fight them? And to me, it was that breaking point. It was like, like blood in the water with a shark. Because from that point, it was like, oh, I can do this. I had a similar situation with my son. My wife called me freaking out because the teacher came out and told her, your son's going to be crying when he comes out the door. A kid hit him in the throat. She called me. She, you better hurry up and get up here. because he, Okay, you know what? And rightly I'm on, so. I'm on, I look, I'm, on, I'm on the way. Yeah. I'm on the way. Yeah. But I knew in that moment, based off the tone that she was giving me, the thought of him crying, it was too much for me to handle by myself. So I called my support team. Hey, man, how close are you to the school, man? Please tell me you can get up there yeah, for an idea. Yeah. By the time I got there, the situation had already been softened where everybody's approach was, oh, no, dad's on the way. Looking at my son's face, I'm angry because I'm like, where's Pops at? We, we might, we might, come on, let's go on talking, let's go on do that. But I had to, I had to take that hit to my ego yeah. to make sure I was instilling into him what's going to be best and beneficial for his future. Stuff. Because at this point, my son didn't know trauma. I've lived enough of it, seen enough of it for my lifetime and his. I'm talking about, I've seen my oldest brother hit a dude three times and he fall down and start having a seizure. I've literally, literally, I remember growing up and coming up in school. Uh, the only year that I really got in trouble coming up was in school was the year that I went to school with my older brother. I had both fights that year that I had ever had in my life. I'm talking about every other day. It's a situation we we catching a bus on one side of town so he could do his thing and we'll walk home. After it's over with, like it was that level of violence that was there. And it it, it carried it carried on. I remember a guy had a crush on my wife when I first came around. We was dating. And it was like, oh yeah, that's him, him and all his friends. Yeah. He, big bad, okay. I'm gonna catch you when your friends ain't around. And sure enough, caught him one day when his friend wasn't around. Knocked on the window, knock, knock, knock. He, most scary people would roll the window down or something. He opened the door. I tried to pull him out. He started kicking, he wasn't coming out, so I went in. <laughs> <laughs> young, young and reckless, young and reckless. My, my wife called me, what did you do? What did you do? I'm sorry, but by that time it's too late. Perfect, perfect, perfect example of what like you were demonstrating based on your emotion and your emotional connection and you kind of kind of letting the world and putting them on notice that, yeah, I, I'm feeling I, I like her, too. Like, I'm, I'm pursuing that, too. And right. it's, it's not room for both of us. I'm getting down. Behind like, how, I got to have it. How much of that is healthy? It like, wasn't. It, uh, well, I mean, maybe that approach going that far, but. Some women say they like you should be a little bit jealous. She likes it. What is that, but what does that look like, right? <laughs> she, she like, I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna tell you why she like it. Because she didn't know what true what, what it looked like to truly live a healthy life and right. a healthy relationship. And and like young and being how we were, we were gonna cry so. Anyway, we laugh about it in hindsight because we because it didn't if it affect, if if it caused us some grief, we're beyond it clearly at this point, and we can look at things and laugh. But we got kids coming up in this space, right? Yes. And you want to tell them not to have those situations, yes. but if you keep them away from friction at all costs, 
It's not even about soft. It's like they they don't know how to shallow react. Shallow roots. <laughs> They'll end up with shallow roots. Stress on a tree. The wind blow the through. roots yeah. dig deeper. You understand? Yeah. And I just talked to my son about this the other day and my 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 cousin, my little cousin. Like I call him my nephew, but yeah. again, they they both right there. And I told him all of this kind of tying together everything we're talking about right now because all of these thoughts keep resonating in my mind of these conversations I'm having with these young men daily. And I told him, I said, man, don't fall into the the good guy, nice guy role right now. You're too young. All of that, you go and open every single door for all of the young ladies at the school and you're walking all of the girls to the car. And Chivalrous. You, I was like, listen, it's not going to be received properly right now. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Get off of that. <laughs> you, you, the, you the pushover. Easy. Stop. Because you're going to get your heart bust. Because now you're going to see she going after this hard head. She going after this knucklehead. She interested in this guy that just don't have self-drive. She don't know to appreciate it yet. So now you being overly Mr. Oh, I don't want anything to happen to you. She hasn't earned that from you yet. You're trying to find yourself. Find where you exist. I'm not telling you to go be a, a prick with this young lady, yeah. but stop being Mr. I got you, darling. What you need in life? Don't <laughs> ever be you, that darling. guy. And you're 16 years well, old. Well, man. well, hold up, Don't hold up, this. hold up, hold let's up. Let's hear, let's hear, let's hear. I'm show you. Let's have roll, roll that one on back because I was that guy. What's right? happening on the other I got to tell you how to have man. Wait, it it's all good until it don't work out. It's, it's all good until it don't work out. Man, look, it didn't work out because I was nice. <laughs> I was nice. I was nice and sweet as it could be. Uh, yeah, girl, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Over, I got you. can have my snack money today. I'm going to the, to oh, the extremes. Yeah. Right? To the extreme. And girl, tell me, you too nice. I'll listen to all that. Man, I broke my poor little heart. But I hurt and I healed. I'm a new monster now. Oh, it was over with because it took that. It took that for me to know how to deal with it. To where when I when I came, when I came with my wife, it was like, hey, hard body girl. I got you. I'm hard body right. Don't worry about nothing. To these folks. Yeah. But to her, but oh, I got you. I, I got you like that, that love, that level of protection. That's when she got it it, it created that perfect balance. Yeah. Right, right, right. That right, perfect right. balance of how soft I'm gonna be with you, but I'm still hard enough to let you know I'm a man. That that whole balance right there. That is the point that I'm trying to figure out how to create with my son because now he don't know trauma. He's I went and told the teacher, the guy hit me in the throat. How many times he gonna hit you in the throat? This is the third time. Oh no, bro. Swing till I get there. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. See? Swing yeah. till I get there. Yeah. See, because he's like, but I don't want to fight. But my daughter, on the other hand, like, Hayden, where he at? Yeah. Where he at? And I'm no like, no, nah, man, because she's the rowdy one. She don't care. She's like, man. where he at? Show him to me. Yeah. And it's like, what do I do? So I put him in boxing classes. I like that approach. Give them some skills. Give them a way to actually, uh, you know, stay in shape and get some and aggression control. out. Yeah, get some aggression out. When you do this, when you don't do this, how you how you deal with that? Uh, we also protection also looks like knowing when is it out of our league, when we have to bring someone else in to help, knowing when it's too much for us. I, I didn't know where you were going, but that makes sense. So you, I mean, and I'm thinking that you're talking about somebody to talk through it with. Not necessarily going to get reinforcements. No, make no, somebody no. bigger and better. Because, so, but so this, to, so I this, can't handle this. I need. I recognize I can't handle this with the, with the tools and the skills that I have. Yeah, I need to. I'm tapped out because if, gotcha. if it's on me, I'm coming up there. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, sit in the parking yeah. lot, tell him his dad yeah, roll yeah, up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gonna whoop something? I'm gonna whoop something. Yeah, hypothetically. 
Hypothetically, we weren't all healed in a very healed and great place. <laughs> exactly. So, so the best, so the best way to do it is to, hey, coach, I know that you are one of the most controlled individuals that I know. I also know how you are with those hands. I need help on showing my son that it's okay to defend yourself, but at certain points and how to control yourself within that. I think a bigger piece, even dealing with that same topic, is is just becoming masters at conflict resolution. Like that helped me big with my temper. You know, I was always looking for ways to calm down, settle down. Conflict resolution is key. And that's like my talking point with young males. Like when I go talk to young men of color, little boys, 13, 12, because it's it's early. Like we wanna we wanna go have these conversations with the 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds. But man, listen, 9, 10, 11, 12 right now is out of control. It's ridiculous. So if now these kids losing it because my parent told me I can't watch my iPad today. I can't watch the tablet. I can't play my video game for 27 hours in a row because I'm on, I'm on spring break. So now I'm hearing stories about parents saying they're going to tell their kids you can't play the, the game for nine hours today because I got something more productive. Pick up a book and read a book the kid throwing the system across the room or throw the remote conflict resolution. Yeah. You're not talking to your kid about everything not going to go your way. We, we so focused right now as parents to be like, I don't really want my kid to go through nothing. Cause I remember how, how bad it hurt. That me. Part. I remember the feeling, I remember the, the, the trauma that it created in my life. But then again, look at what it did make you. Look at what it allowed you to recognize when somebody trying to play with you or disrespect your family. You know when it's go time to get somebody off your family because you went through some of these things. So some of this stuff, this stuff, it's gonna hurt to watch your kid go through it. But you got to stand back. He got to feel it. That hurt. Yeah, who you telling? That's hard. If it helped you to not know it went on, so be it. But you gotta let him get some of it because if not, you're gonna have a bunch of mom, dad. What I do now? No, 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 that's so true, man. And I think um, I think that's a good place for us to 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 end or put a pause in this. What they say, put a pen in, in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you guys, you know, we can work it out with your uh, recurring recurring characters on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Recurring uh, perspectives on the show. Yeah. I, I think the bottom line is none of us have it all figured out. Uh, all of us need help. Don't be afraid to get the help that you need. Uh, interesting in your thoughts, though. Uh, Jump in the conversation down below, get in the comments, hit us on social media. Uh, their social medias will be linked below as well. But we want to keep the conversation going, not for the sake of rehashing the Oscars, but just what thoughts they provoke and um, how we need to take that experience into, um, you know, the rest of our lives and how we and what we are trying to instill in our sons. Man, I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks oh, for having God us. bless Thanks you. Thanks for the opportunity. Man. Peace. Peace. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios, all rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time.